Welcome to Bolton School Extra, the podcast brought to you by Bolton School. In this series, we'll be exploring school life, allowing you, the listener, to connect with staff, pupils and parents at a deeper level. Each episode, we'll be interviewing people within the community, asking them questions and spending time understanding more about them and more about the school. So let's get into this episode right now of Bolton School Extra. In this episode, we talk to the girls' junior school head teacher Carol Laverick, and two of the Year 6 girls, Sophia and Bronte. We find out how Hesketh House fits into the Bolton School's foundation, and how the school balances academic studies and other activities. We chat to the girls about school life and Hesketh House habits. I wonder what they are. Let's meet Carol Laverick, Sophia and Bronte. Good morning. Morning. So, describe Hesketh House to me. It's your baby, isn't it? It is, absolutely. Walton School, uh, as a foundation, is a large school, consists of the girls' division, which is the girls' senior school, boys' division, the boys' senior school, and then primary division, of which we are part. So we're the girls' junior school, there is a boys' junior school, there is an infant school, a nursery, and finally, at Kids' Zone, which is our wraparound care service that they provide before and after school cover and holiday clubs. So we, we sit sort of right in the middle of that, part of a very large foundation, but actually our own small individual school. Now, I always like to know, I like to imagine, do you look like Hogwarts? Are you a new school? What do you look like? If I was coming in, first of all, what would I see? What would I feel? If you were coming onto the school site, you would come through the senior schools, which very much could be compared to Hogwarts. It's a big, impressive, very grand old building. We're very lucky because Hesketh House sits just behind that, and we're actually quite a new build. Uh, We actually celebrated our 10th birthday day this year so our school looks quite different uh, and you would see it as a modern building so for one who goes way back and I'm never sure who goes to a junior school what kind of ages do you deal with so in the junior school here we have children from year three up to year six so that's from seven to eleven and we can have up to about 200 girls at any one time so tell me about the ethos of Hesketh House so it's a very special school Obviously, our academic standards are very, very important, and it's probably the main part of our job. But it's not just about that. It's about developing the whole child, giving them opportunities that they might not otherwise have, uh, letting them explore. One of the things I would say is letting them become the best person they can be. It doesn't really matter what that is, but we've got to find it and help them to discover that. So it's very important to us that we are developing the whole child and not just the academics, although, of course, that's very, very important. So what sets you apart from other schools, not only other state schools, sorry, other independent schools, but state schools as well? Yeah, so I, I would say we are quite unique. We've already talked about the fact that we are our own identity within quite a big foundation. Uh, and obviously being on site with two very big senior schools gives us a huge advantage in terms of our facilities and resources. We've got a swimming pool next door. What other junior school would have that? Uh, We've got lots of facilities that we can use, sports halls, theatres, halls. But perhaps within ourselves, we're very, very purposeful. Uh, We've got lovely, willing, able, very enthusiastic children. They work hard. We can get through some amazing teaching and learning with them. We do offer some specialist teaching, which is obviously 
quite different. So in particular, at the moment, we have specialist teachers for PE, for music, for languages. We're looking to develop more specialisms in IT, science, design, technology. So the children are benefiting from added teacher expertise in in those areas. Uh, And perhaps one of the the main things that we're very proud about, I mentioned earlier, is, is the amount of additional opportunities that we find for these girls. So we have a long lunch hour. We run lots and lots of clubs of active and activities. It might be sport, might be music, might be chess. It might be being an eco warrior. It might be going orienteering. It can be all sorts of different things. But we keep them very busy with lots and lots of opportunities to discover new things. It's they have a fabulous day. We also add things in to our lessons and our curriculum. So if we're studying the Romans, a Roman soldier will come and visit us. They will do Roman activities. He will train them as part of the army and so on. So we're quite creative in finding those different things to do that will really add to to the girls' experience with us. I think one of the other things that sets us apart is our use of technology. The girls here are very lucky. They all get an iPad to use during their time in the school. Uh, They do use them quite a lot in their lessons and they really do get a lot of value from this technology that is going to be part of their future world and, and something they have to become very comfortable with and familiar with. We found it particularly useful during lockdown. We don't really like to go back there and think about those times, but actually our girls were very lucky because the, the day after they, they are stuck at home, they have their iPads in front of them, their teacher is on their screen, their learning all comes through digitally. And although it wasn't ever anything that any of us wanted to do or an experience we ever want to go back to, in terms of the girls' academic learning, they were doing exactly what they would have been doing in school. And the iPads were a huge benefit to us and to the girls. When the young people come to you, it's, it's quite early, isn't it, seven? I, I, I can remember about, just about that far. It's quite a sort of bewildering time. What do you do to sort of introduce uh, young people into your school? And I know we're going to speak to Bronte in a moment, who's, who's just new to the school. So how do you welcome them in? Yeah, I mean, when the children join us in year three, the vast majority of them will have come from our own infant school. So they will be used to Bolton School, although they are coming to a new part of the school and a new building. So before they arrive with us, they will have already come for visits and tours and open days and taster days and things but we will do sessions with them where they will come and meet their new class teacher they will see their classroom we do all that before they arrive and then obviously when they they do join us most of our new pupils in year three but we do take new pupils in all of our other classes if we have spaces Uh, we just make sure that we're really looking after people the teacher obviously has their part to play but the children as well so a new pupil will get a buddy who will make sure they know where to go for lunch and where they're going for their music lesson and what to do and how to go Uh, and we do keep a close eye on them we monitor them closely but to be honest, new children settle in very, very quickly and very, very well. So, Mrs. Laverick, we've talked about uh, the girls coming in at the beginning of the school. What about when they move on to the senior school? It, it, does it make it easier because the senior school is obviously there? Absolutely. I think the, the, it is still a transition and the girls are still moving. And that's nice. They're ready to do that. But it isn't at all the same transition that it would be if they were going to a new school. So they are literally moving across the playground. They already know the campus. They already 
already know the site. Some of the senior school teachers are involved with them at Hesketh House. They go up and visit. We go up and use the hall. We use the theatre. So it is a familiar place to them. And it's just the natural next step. Our girls, for the vast majority, will just move smoothly on from us in year six to year seven in the senior school just one journey and somebody like Sophia who has been with us since she was four will be with us probably until she's 18 so that that's you know something that this school can do for, for a child that they're here to stay. I think the lovely thing is as well that you make some great relationships I think when you're in junior school you really do form bonds with teachers and with other pupils and, and you still get to see them you can still wave at them it still feels part of your life doesn't it? It does and it's lovely in September when obviously our year sixes have moved up they will often come down at a playtime and sort of just have a little chat or wave to us I might be going to a meeting in the senior school and inevitably it will take me 10 minutes to walk down a corridor because I'll see children that I used to teach and we always stop and have a chat it's actually lovely as a head teacher in a junior school years down the line to see children that I take the credit for getting awards on the stage and becoming these amazing young women of the future so that is a lovely thing for me to be able to see that progression not just to 11 but actually all the way up until they're 18 and beyond. Well it's a good chance now to bring in Bronte who's new to the school let's bring you in. So Bronte, hello. Hi. So Bronte, how long have you been in the school? Oh, a few months now. And you're in year six? Yeah. Bronte, you've just joined the school. How did it feel? Well, it was amazing to get here first. The place is amazing and everyone's very welcoming. They help you out. They try and show you around. They be your friend. And, and you're enjoying the, the whole sort of the academic and the activity side of life? Yeah. So somebody told me this Hesketh House habits. Have you found out what they are? Yes. Yeah, so we've got a list of habits which lead you on your path. So we've got curiosity, creativity, compassion, collaboration, commitment challenge, communication and celebration. Those are lots of habits. Shall we bring Sophia in now? Because Sophia is a bit of an old hand, it has to be said. Sophia's been at the school for quite a long time. Hi, Sophia. Sophia, you've been at the school for a very long time. Tell me how long. I've been at this school for seven years now, since I was born. So you're very used to these habits. Tell me a little bit more about how you put them into practice. Whenever we go into groups, we use the habit communication and collaboration where we all listen to each other and we all give our ideas in. And in maths, we'd always challenge ourselves by doing extra work and play some logic games as well. That sounds really good. We've got your, your newer pupil next to you. Bronte's new to you. Do you find it fun when you get new people coming to the school? Yeah, it's quite fun because we learn all about them. And it means that we can make even more friends. Right, well, we're going to come back to the girls later because there's some other things I'd like to ask you about the school. But if we we go back to uh, Mrs Laverick now, you've obviously got lovely pupils there. They're lovely, naturally confident. But presumably there are young people who come into the school who don't have that confidence. How do you build that in them? Yeah, I mean, obviously some of the girls are confident, like Bronte and Sophia, and that's why we we chose them to join us on this podcast. But it, it isn't everybody's natural baseline. So it is something we do work quite hard on one of our habits is is communication Uh, again these habits run across lessons they run across things outside of the classroom developing these good skills for life but they don't just happen you've got to give the girls opportunities you've got to teach them how to do it so for example as in that one communication the girls will present 
all the time. They'll present things in class. They'll present things to each other. They might present in assembly. We have concerts. We have performances. And they take part and they're expected to do to do those things. Uh, th- these two girls were involved recently in giving tours to visitors. They have to be able to chat and communicate with people that they don't know. Uh, so, so we do work to develop these skills and, and all of our habits, but that's just a particularly good example. So sometimes independent schools can seem a very far reach for people, can't they? They can seem quite daunting if somebody wants to join that school. Um, we've talked all, all already about when, when a child does join the school, but what about the process of actually coming and getting into your school? Yeah, so often we find that people will come across us because a neighbour or a friend or a colleague mentions the school. So I think People's first point of contact is often sort of the website and the virtual tours, but we try to encourage everybody to come and see us, to come and visit, whether that's an official open day, whether it's a taster day, or perhaps they just ring us and arrange to come and look around because nothing can really replace that stepping into a building and getting a feel for how it is and for how your your daughter's day and school life might pan out. So we definitely need to start there by by visiting the school and seeing everything that we have to offer. It's very difficult to show that and to show everything just on a website or or in a brochure. So so that's the important first step. We are academically selective, so children do have to come and take an assessment and provided they're successful in that assessment and we've got places obviously then they are admitted to the school. We have a lot of contact in those early days, just before and just after joining to make sure that everything's working swimmingly. But as I said previously, we do find that girls and parents very, very quickly fall into uh, to our school routines. It works very well. Sounds like a bit of a family to me, actually. We are. I, I think that's a brilliant way to describe us. We're a big family, but exactly like a family. And we certainly all look after each other in that sense, too. I was going to talk to you a little bit more about how you fit into the, we described it as a, it's a huge campus, isn't it? How do you fit into that? Do you sort of um, bind into the management teams in all the other schools to make sure that it's the same sort of ethos and the same standards I suppose that run through the whole school yeah I mean it it works very very well because as I've mentioned I am the head of this part of the school so I have my own internal management structures here with deputy head and senior teachers who will help run this part of the school but then I am supported more widely with other heads of other different parts of the school we have a head of the primary division who will sort of oversee and support and bring together all those different parts of the primary division. So we're gaining from each other's expertise, we're sharing uh, everything that we're doing. And then in the wider foundation, there is a head of foundation, uh, Mr. Philip Britton, who I think you've already spoken to before. Uh, And again, we are part of some of those management teams as well when we're looking at whole school developments and things that, that, that need to get done. Sounds like it must be massively beneficial because other schools who are just standing on their own will have to travel, they'll have to go outside and get all that information, but you've literally got it on your doorsteps, haven't you? We, we are actually very, very lucky. We, we do know we're lucky and we really do appreciate all that, but yes, we're, we're, we're very lucky with the way that our school is set up. Well, I'd love to talk to Sophia and Bronte again, so let's bring them in. So I'm going to talk to Bronte first because you've been finding your way round. I'm going to ask you what your favourite place is in the school. Have you found one? Oh, well, it would either be the library or the IT room because other places I've been didn't even have that. So 
for a school to have that is kind of amazing. I always think libraries have a special smell. Tell me more about your library. Well, we also do our language classes in the library. So there's the languages books. But yeah, it's a happy place in there. I'd say. When we were talking to Mrs Laverick about other things that happen in the school, not just reading and writing and doing all the things that you have to do, what about other activities? What do you find yourself doing? Well, our lunch chime clubs, we have chess, sports, anything you really. And then we have after school clubs like uh, street dance and fencing and chess. I'm liking the sound of street dance. Tell me more. Do you do it? <laughs> no, I don't. What, what classes have you, what activities are you doing at the moment? So at lunchtime, I'm doing rounders and orienteering and after school chats. Well, you're never going to get lost, are you? Let's ask Sophia a little bit more. Sophia, this is the old hand. This is, Sophia's been there for ages. So, so do you have, if you're feeling, if you've had a day where you think, oh, I can't do things and I'm a bit stressed, is there somewhere you go in the school where you think, oh, this is a lovely place? Well, in the summer, I really like the field because it's quite open. It just like helps you think a bit. And you have a lot of like freedom. And so what else do you do? What are other activities do you take part in? Well, I take part in the same activities as Bronte. But um, I used to be in the netball squad. But in the summer we do rounders. And I also play the piano. And I also play the violin. You look like somebody who does that very well. Are are you being very modest here? Well, I'm on grade two for piano and I'm also on grade two for violin. See, I said you were good. So let's talk a little bit more about your academic subjects. What do you love most? And you can tell me in front of Mrs Laverick, she won't mind. What do you hate? I like history because we like look at the point of view of different people in the world. So if there was a world war, we'd look at the point of view from maybe Germany and we also look at the point of view from England. And I don't really like languages because I don't think they stick in my head that much. Like, I'm not really a languages person, so... Not yet, maybe. Maybe it'll come in... It's a bit like cucumber and asparagus. You get to like them eventually, don't you? Yeah. Bronte, I didn't ask you. What subjects do you love? I love writing and English. My favourite subjects. I've always loved writing, just describing things. Anything you don't like? Maths. (laughs) It's out there now. Yeah, I'm just so many things to remember I can't calculate everything at the same time well as I say I'm sure it'll come in due course I must admit what happens is you don't like something to start with and then by the end of it it becomes your favourite subject so it's been lovely to talk to you today girls I'm going to ask you actually if somebody walked into the school and they said to you right describe Hesketh House in one sentence what would you say Bronte probably say it's an amazing school and you're always included, you're never left out, you get busy with lots of activities to do, we go in lots of school trips, we get to Patterdale, do clubs, it's a very fun, packed place. What about you, Sophia? Well, Hesketh House to me is a fun-filled place full of extracurricular activities and charity work, and also we interact with everybody, so we would like to see the senior school in year, year five and six. And I'm going to hand, head back to Mrs. Laverick. Do you have a sentence from your point of view? Yes, yes, I do. Um, I think 
from my point of view and perhaps any any of the staff that you you might ask if you joined us we would say that we are about academic excellence but also combined with amazing opportunities to really develop all aspects of the girls and we want them to become the very best person that they can be and that that's really important to us. Well it's been lovely to meet you all today lovely to meet you Sophia and Bronte and of course Mrs Laverick thank you very much. Thank you. That's it for this episode and thank you for listening. To find out more, check out the school website, boltonschool.org. Now, our next episode is coming out soon, but in the meantime, thank you for listening to this one. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so you can stay in touch and we look forward to connecting with you next time. Bye for now.